For those who may have missed it or just come in late, my name is Josh and I'm part of the leadership team here at Beyond. If you're just joining us, you're joining us in the middle of a six-part series we're doing called uh, called Guess Who? And we've been looking at this concept of identity and really looking at answering the question, how do, we grow, or how do we know who we are and how do we grow into the person we want to become? And just to give you a quick recap for those who may have missed it or forgotten, um, in part one, we looked at who, what determines who we are. And we ultimately came down to the conclusion that who we become or who we are is who we put our identity in. Who we put our identity in determines who we become. If we put our identity in our finances, then we will become somebody who's obsessed with our finances. If we put our identity in our relationships, we will become someone who's held up in those relationships. Last week in part two, um, we looked at who we are when we put our identity in Jesus. And ultimately, um, when we put our identity in Jesus, we aren't who our past says we are. We aren't those mistakes that we've made, no matter how bad our past is, but we are who God says we are. And this week in part three, we're going to be kind of platforming from that, linking back from uh, what we talked about in part two and looking at, well, if that's who God says we are, how do we grow into the person God's made us to be? Or more generally, if if you don't believe there's a God and you're just here for um, dinner or whatever, or the music, um, how do you become the person you want to become? And if you were just joining us, um, we've, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at um, a letter called Ephesians, written by a guy called Paul to the city in Ephesus. And in this letter, he's jam-packed with the idea or concept of identity. In part one, we looked at chapter one. In part two, we looked at chapter two. And funnily enough, in part three, we're going to be looking at chapter three of this letter. Last week, we looked at, um, we centered around one particular verse in Ephesians chapter 2, and it's chapter 2, verse 10. And this verse really sums up who we are when we put our identity in Jesus, who we are or who God's created us to be. And we're going to kind of platform from that verse tonight. So just to get everyone on the same page, we're going to be uh, picking up from that verse and just looking at it again. So it's up on the screen for everyone else who wants to follow along. And it says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us a new in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. In this verse, we see that who we are is a masterpiece. We're not a disaster, even though sometimes we feel like it, but we're actually a masterpiece. We're created anew. We're not who our past says we are, but we're who God says we are. We're a masterpiece. And in fact, goes on to say that God has a plan for our lives. He's a plan for the direction for our lives, for what we're going to do in our life. And tonight in part three, we're going to be looking at what, if that's the plan that God has for our life, if that's the masterpiece he's created us to be, how do I grow into that masterpiece? How do I grow into that plan? Because sometimes, you know, we have a plan, we have an idea of how things are going to be, but we're just not ready to take on those plans. And we're overwhelmed. And sometimes we just don't go out and um, even attempt the plan because we just know it's going to be it's not even worth attempting. It's going to, we're going to fail because we're not ready to go take on that plan and we end up missing out on achieving our plans and our dreams. Sometimes we have a plan or idea or a dream and we're just not ready to step out into it, but we're like, oh, it'll be all right. I'll be okay. And we step out into that plan, even though we're not ready to, and things get ugly. 
For me, this happens all the time. If you don't know me, I'm a shebe right kind of guy. I'm, I always look for the positives and I'm always like, well, I know I don't have everything. I know I'm not really equipped to do that. I know I'm not really skilled at that, but shebe right, right? And the, this kind of thinking, this kind of concept, I go out and do things even though I'm not ready to and a lot of the time it bites me on the bum. A lot of the time I end up ending up in a place of disaster and I'm like, why did I even attempt this plan? But just because I wasn't ready to. For example, um, one day I had this great idea, I had this plan to have a chocolate fountain. And it was a great, it was a great plan. So I could dip my strawberries into it and I had some really nice chocolate dipped strawberries. So I had this plan to have this chocolate fountain. And this plan required me to buy chocolate and melt it. So I went out and bought my Cadbury chocolate and I went to go melt it. Now, I'd never melted chocolate before. I didn't even actually know how to melt chocolate. Um, I kind of just had a punt at how you would melt chocolate. So it, it seemed reasonable to me that you put it in the microwave. So I put uh, my chocolate, or I grabbed a mug, put my chocolate in the mug, and I put it in the microwave. And everything was coming up all right. Um, the next part is where things get a little crazy. That's where things get a little silly because I never melted chocolate before. I didn't know how to melt chocolate. I didn't really know what was required. I didn't really understand it. So I put it in the microwave and I had to put in a time. And I was like, I, I don't really know how long chocolate um, takes to melt. And so I just took a guess and I was like, 10 minutes. That'll do it, right? And you guys are all laughing because you know that's the dumbest thing to do in the world. Because I put it in the microwave for 10 minutes and then I, then I went around doing some chores around the house and then all of a sudden I can, I can smell this burning smell. And, you know, smoke alarm starts going off and I run towards the microwave and I'm like, what's happened? Open the microwave and here we have just this bombshell of just chocolate oozing out of the top. It's kind of this charred chocolate mess all over the microwave and we, we ended up having to clean it out. Like, it took about half an hour to clean it out because you're just not supposed to put chocolate in the microwave for 10 minutes. Apparently, um, somebody told me afterwards that you're only supposed to put it in for 30 seconds. And I put it in for 10 minutes, which is 20 times more than you're supposed to. And I was burnt down the house because of it. And I just, I went out, I had a plan, I had an idea of how things were going to be, and I went out and attempted the plan, but I didn't actually understand how to attempt the plan. I didn't understand how I was supposed to take on the plan and I wasn't ready for it and things got very ugly for me. Now, we do the same in our own lives. You may have never been so dumb to put chocolate in the microwave for 10 minutes or been so dumb to almost burn down the house, but I'm sure there's some times in your life where you've stepped out into a plan, you've had an idea, you've had a dream, you've stepped out to go achieve it, but you weren't ready for it. That might be in a relationship. You had this, this dream, you had this plan to date this boy or this girl, but you weren't necessarily ready for the relationship, but you're like, it'll be all right. Things will turn out all right. And you get into this relationship and things turn out all right for a couple months and then all of a sudden you start to realise that, that you just weren't ready for this relationship and things get ugly, start to fight, and maybe even break up. Or maybe you have a plan to um, you know, have a big purchase whether that was of a house or a car. And you had this plan, so you went out and got a loan. And you got the loan, got this massive loan, but you didn't realise that you weren't ready 
for the extra financial commitment and then you ended up not, not having any money to spend on the weekends, ended up finding yourself swimming in debt because you just weren't ready to step out and achieve that plan that you have for your life. Or maybe you're, you had a plan to go study at university. So you went out and you, you went on QTAC and you, you got your application in and you ended up getting accepted, but you just weren't ready to study. And you ended up um, attempting to study, but things got a bit hard, you, you got stressed out, and then you might even fail a subject or two or pulled out altogether. Whatever your plan was and whatever that missed plan was, they all have one thing in common, or they all have one thing, or a lot of our plans have one thing in common, it's this. We just aren't ready, these plans that go um, bad are a result of us just not being ready to step out into them. We're just not ready to go and tackle the plan. It's not that the plan's a bad plan, it's just that we're not ready to. And what we're going to be looking at tonight is, even though you've got a plan, it's not enough to have a plan, you've actually got to grow into it. And, on, and the same is true for identity. It's not enough to know who you are or know who you want to become. You've actually got to grow into the person you want to become. And that's what we're going to be looking at tonight is, and answering is, how do we grow into the person we want to become? If God says we're a masterpiece, then how do we grow into that masterpiece? If God has a plan for us, yes, that's great, he's got a plan for us, but are we actually ready to take out that step and move into that plan? Or do we actually need to start to grow into that person, grow into that plan so that we can go out and achieve it and not end up in a place of disaster? And so tonight, that's what we're looking at, is how do we grow into the person that we've been made to be? How do we grow into our potential? How do we grow into the person we want to become? And to help us answer this question, help us resolve this tension, we're going to be looking at chapter 3 of this letter written by a guy called Paul um, called Ephesians. It's found in the New Testament section of the Bible. And it's right after his claims that we are a masterpiece or God's created us to be a masterpiece. And then he goes and backs it up of, well, this is how you grow into the masterpiece God's created you to be. This is how you set yourself up for the plan that God has for your life. And we're going to be looking at that tonight. And it's, as I said, chapter 3. Uh, verse 14, if you want to get that up on your Bibles or your smartphones. Otherwise, it'll be up on the screen for everybody else who wants to follow along. And it says this, When I think of all this, referring to when I think of the fact that God's created us to be a masterpiece, the fact that God has a plan for my life, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with your inner strength through his spirit. What he's really saying is, you know, God's got a plan for you. I just pray that you grow into that plan that he has for your life. And then he goes on in verse 17 to kind of say, this is how you grow into that plan. And he says this, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and he will keep you strong. Last week, um, it's highlighted on the screen, but last week we looked at this importance of this word in and it's in caps lock on the screen, this little word in, when Paul uh, makes reference to it, what he's referring to is who you put your identity in. And when he says, um, then your hearts, oh, then Christ will make his home in your hearts and you trust in him, what he's saying is, you know, Christ will become a part of you, you will become, or Christ 
you will begin to look like Christ, you will begin to become that masterpiece Christ has made you to be when you trust in him, when you put your identity in him, and you will begin to grow into the love he has for you, you will begin to grow into the masterpiece he has for you. And we touched on that in part one, and we said, the longer you put your identity in something, the more and more you begin to look like that something. So that's one of the points Paul makes of how we grow into the person that we've been made to be. And then he goes on and kind of continues on, that's one thing you can do, but here's another one you can do. And then he goes on in verse 18 and says, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how low the love of God is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all fullness of life, the power that comes from God. Paul really makes two points in these couple verses. Firstly, you need to grow in your understanding. May you have the power to understand. You need to grow in your understanding. And not only that, you need to grow in your experience. May you experience the love of Christ. And then, and only then, when you grow in your experience, when you grow in your understanding, then you will become complete in all fullness of life, the power that comes from God. What Paul's really saying in short is, the more you understand who you are, the more you experience who you want to become, the more you become who you want to become. To grow into the person you want to become, you need to grow in your understanding and you need to grow in your experience. The more you understand it, the more you experience it, the more you become it. And it makes sense, right? Like, in no area of life do we just wake up one day and then become somebody. We don't just... You know, when, when we were, um, for those of you who drive, none of us woke up one day and knew how to drive. We had to go through that awkward phase where we had to learn the, the rules of the road. We had to understand, you know, what all the different pedals did. We had to understand that, that there was a clutch and there was a brake and we had to understand how to change gears. And not only did we have to understand how to drive or the, ro- the rules of the road, we actually had to experience it. We had to chuck on those ugly bright yellow L plates and chuck them on the car with our mum, and we had to drag our mum into the car against her own will and kind of sit her beside us while she's clinging on for dear life, kind of freaking out, telling us to slow down when we're going, already going 60 in a, or 50 in a 60 zone. We had to experience and learn how to drive. We had to get some experience on the road. We had to understand how to drive before we actually became the driver we are. The more you experience it, the more you understand it, the more you become it. And what is true for driving a car is the same for your identity. The more you understand who you want to become, the more you experience who you want to become, the more you become who you want to become. And you're probably sitting there and you're like, well, that's great, Josh, but how do I actually grow my understanding? How do I actually grow in the experience of who I want to become? It's not like there's a book out there that says who I want to become. There's not, nothing that particularly says that I, who I want to become. Where do I gain in my understanding? Where do I gain in that experience? And Paul knew this was a question that people were going to ask. And he answers it in his letter in chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. And it'll be up on the screen for everyone who wants to follow along. And he writes this. He's like, this is how you grow in your understanding. God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. So what he's saying is, If you want to grow in your understanding, you need to learn from me because I understand more than you about who you want to become. 
if you want to grow into who Christ says you are, if you want to grow into the plan that Christ has for you, then you need to learn from me and listen to me because I understand more about who you want to become. I understand more about God's plan. And what Paul's touching on here is some, or is a general fact of life. A fact of life, which is this. To understand or grow in your understanding of who you want to become, you need to learn from people who understand more about who you want to become. And directors understand this really well. In Star Wars, there's Luke Skywalker and Yoda. Luke Skywalker wants to become the best Jedi in the world, but he doesn't just wake up one day and become a Jedi. He has to go out and find Yoda and kind of learn from him, and Yoda tells him all these stupid riddles to kind of tell him how to become the Jedi he wants to become. Luke Skywalker had to learn from Yoda in order to become the Jedi he became. And it's, it's not just in Star Wars, it's in Karate Kid. Daniel San, or the Karate Kid, had to learn from Mr. Miyagi, or if you missed the classic 80s version and you saw the Jackie Chan version, Dan, you know, the Karate Kid had to learn from Jackie Chan in order to become the Karate Kid. He didn't just one day wake up and all of a sudden know how to like do this on screen. He had to first learn from someone who understood more about karate than he did. Luke Skywalker had to un- learn from somebody who understood more about being a Jedi in order to become a better Jedi. And the same is true for you. If you want to become somebody, or if, if you want to grow into the person you want to become, then you need to find somebody and learn from somebody who understands more about the person you want to become. So you're like, well, that's great. But how do I apply this? There is no point in just listening to this. This is a great point, but if you don't apply this to your life, then it's useless. If you don't take this and apply this to your life, then you're not actually going to grow into the person you want to become. You're just going to stay exactly where you are. You've got to take this and apply this. You just can't listen to it. You've got to apply it to experience the change. So here at Beyond, we've got this thing called For Monday because we believe there is no point coming to church on Sunday, Christian or not, if it doesn't change you for Monday. And this week's For Monday, normally we ask a question, but this week's For Monday is a bit more of a task more than anything. And it's to do this. To find someone who understands more about the person you want to become and to learn from them. To find someone who understands more about the person you want to become and to talk to them, to go out to coffee with them or to kind of just look at them from a distance and find and learn who, oh, learn from them so you can grow into the person you want to become. It's not enough to know who you want to become. You've got to learn and grow in your understanding and your experience in order to grow into the person you want to become. If your dream is to become a CEO of a company, the company that you're in, then you need to learn from somebody in the company that understands more about the company than you do. You need to learn from somebody who understands more about whatever you do in order to grow in your understanding and grow in your experience so then you can grow into that job. If you want to become somebody who has, is, who has successful relationships, it's not enough to have that dream. You need to go out and find somebody who understands more about having a successful relationship, go ahead and find somebody who has a successful relationship themselves and learn from them. Understand how they set themselves up for success. Talk to them and learn from them so then you can become someone as well who 
has successful relationships, if you want to be better at your managing your finances or your time or whatever it is, go find someone who understands more about those things and grow into that. Learn from them and grow into that. The more you grow in your understanding, the more you grow in your experience, the more you become it. The more you become the person you want to become. And if you're here tonight and you want to grow into the masterpiece that God's created you to be, if you want to grow into who God's created you to be, then you need to find someone who understands more about who Jesus is. You need to go find someone who has a relationship with Jesus, who, under, who has a, a bigger, better understanding of who Jesus is and learn from them. And not only that, see, with Christianity, it's, it's great. If, if you want to grow into the masterpiece of who God's created you to be, being in community is a great way to do that and a way you can be in community with people is... Um, joining a connect group or grabbing one of our um, team on our leadership or leadership team. But if you don't want to talk to someone, another way you can grow in that relationship, grow in that understanding of who God is, is to pick up this book, the Bible, and to read it and learn from it. Some of you might have to dig it out from a closet. Some of you might need to dust the cobwebs off it or blow the dust off it. But this book... It's not like any other book. It's a collection of books. It's a collection of 66 books with over 40 different authors. And it tells one story about one man. And that man is Jesus. And it talks about the love he has and who he is and who he's created you to be. And if you want to grow in your understanding of who he is and to grow in your understanding of who he's made you to be, then this is a great place to start. Reading this book. Now, you might be like, I never read a book before. I don't read. The only time I read is my Instagram posts or my Facebook feed. If you're not much of a reader, you don't have to be much of a reader to read the Bible. See, as I said, the book of, of the Bible isn't like any other book. It's a collection of books. And it's a collection of 66 books. So it might look like some massive chunk of book, but it's actually just small individual books um, made up together. If you want to start reading this book, a great place to start if you want to know who God's made you to be and you want to know who God says you are, then a great place to start would be reading the book of Ephesians. This book is only six chapters long. It's only like four pages long. If you want to, it'll take you about 20 minutes if you're a good reader, 40 minutes if you're like me and you're more of a primary school level reader. So if you want to grow in your understanding, reading the Bible is a great place to start. But maybe you're here and you hate reading and if Growing into God's masterpiece requires you to read. you like, bugger that. I'll just go back to what I am because reading is just beyond me. I, I, I totally understand. I only read uh, one book during the whole of high school. That was Where's Wally? Uh, I pretty much knew that book inside out, um, cover to cover. So I understand what it means to hate reading. Um, so another way that you can grow into the person or grow in your understanding of who God is and who um, he's made you to be is by simply talking to him, just like you would a friend or any other person, how you grow in that relationship, how you grow in your understanding of them is by talking to them. And you, you might be there and you're like, I can't talk to Jesus. He's, 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 he's not around. Like, where do I go to do that? Um, how you talk to Jesus is by praying. Pr- praying is just a great, it's just a short word of um, talking to Jesus. It's communicating to him. If, if you pray already, I'd encourage you to have those conversations more often, to talk to him more often. If you don't pray at all and you're like, is, is there some secret code? How do I do that? Um, 
you can pray as short as you want, as long as you want, um, as grammatically incorrect or as grammatically correct as you want. You can pray in you know, your great Batman voice or whatever. You don't need to pray. There isn't a particular way or right way to pray. It's just simply talking to Jesus. And if you want to grow in your understanding of who he is and experience who he is, then praying is another great way to do that. And we're going to wrap up real soon and the band's going to come up on stage as we do that. But as we wrap up, I just want you to kind of think of or challenge everyone here to find someone during this week who understands more about the person you want to become. Not just listen to this message tonight and go, well, that was great, or the message kind of sucked but the music was great, but actually take it and apply it to your life and step out into it. Because if you want to become the person you want to become, then you need to grow in your understanding and grow in your experience. The more you experience it, the more you understand it, the more you become it. So um, we're going to wrap up right now in prayer, so I invite everyone to bow their heads as we do that. And dear Father, I just thank you um, for the masterpiece you've created us to be. Thank you for the plan that you have for our life. I just pray that you um, help us to grow into that plan. Help us to grow into that masterpiece. You created us to be a masterpiece, not a disaster, Lord. Help us to live that out in our life. As we go through this week, Lord, help us to find people who understand more about the person we want to become. Help us to find people who understand more about who you are and to learn from them and to grow into the person that we want to become and to grow into the person ultimately who you've made us to be. Let us pray these things in your name, Father.